On today's show, I have a special guest. She is a host of the Her The Nettle Matters podcast and has an upcoming event that you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Welcome to Debt Free Latina, the podcast where you can finally realize your dream of being debt free and feeling peace about your financial future. And now your host, Myra Alejandra Garcia. Hola, hola. Thank you so much for being here. On today's show, we have Jen Hempfill. She is the host of the Heard the Nettle Matters podcast. She has been doing this for a long time, since 2015. I look up to her and I am so honored to have her on the show. Thank you so much for being here, Jen. Thank you for having me, Myra. It's, I'm really excited about this conversation and joining you. Yes. Thank you so much. So tell me a little bit about yourself, how you started um, in this financial literacy area and what inspired you? Well, basically how I started in terms of, I was looking, I'm a military spouse. I've been a military spouse for 23 years. I know not much older than I am. Uh, And I was always looking for something that I could do career wise. Cause when we were going, when we decided we were going to have kids, it was really important for both of us for someone to be at home and being my husband being in the military, that was going to be me because <laughs> he would, he stayed, he, he can stay gone depending on what's going on. And so I was looking, what is it? I wanted to have the cake and eat it too. I didn't want to be. I quit the nine to five job when my firstborn, when my oldest was born. And then it was just a matter of like, what am I going to do? What is it that I can do and that I can take with you to take with me each time we move? Because we were averaging every one to two years, every, every move. And so I explored some things and, uh, and my husband, there was an opportunity with the FINRA foundation to become an accredited financial counselor. My husband knows how much I like to talk about money and and how personal finances are very important, how frugal I was at that time. <laughs> and I still am to some extent. And uh, and that's what started the the journey. But the other part too, I think as to why it was really important, not the not the career aspect, but why personal finance and why was it something that it was a big interest is just my upbringing. I was born in Bogota, Colombia, and it was in a time where really the economy uh, was not, it was hard. My, my, my dad had a hard time maintaining a job and he's fine. You know, he's college educated, but he was the gringo in Colombia. So it was hard for him to get a job and finances were very, very challenging. The money was very, very challenging. So I saw my parents struggle a lot. Uh, there was a lot of tension. And so I knew early on, I didn't want that for myself later on, you know, when I grew up. So that really planted a seed, just seeing the challenges and everything that they went through, uh, planted that seed for me that, you know, I, we, I needed to take care of money when I had my own money. I need, and not that they weren't taking care of it. They just had debt. There's, there were so many different things going on uh, at that time. So that planted the seed. And of course, being a military spouse, just wanting to look for something that I can take on and not start over. I love that. So tell me a little bit about what had you 
what inspired you to start the podcast and to talk to Latinas? So when I started the podcast in 2015, I had started my business, well, little bits, you know, a little bit here and there a couple of years prior. But what I noticed was that, that really when you start an online business, you have to create some sort of content. I didn't know any better. So what I had a blog, but I could probably count in my one hand, maybe by two hands, hands, how many articles, blog posts I wrote. So I knew that wasn't the medium for me. So I had to really, and what I also learned the hard way was you have to create content because that's a way for people to get to know you, right? I didn't know that. I knew nothing. And so I had to explore. I really, I tried YouTube here and there, but I felt like that was too much work. And I'm exploring that again. And I learned about podcasts. Then I'm like, I can get on a mic. I don't have to do my makeup. I don't have to worry about the lighting and all that stuff for video. This could be it. And so that's when I actually started Her Money Matters on 2.15, June in two, June of 2015, I started the podcast Her Money Matters. At that time, there was no, there was, there was podcasts about money. There were plenty of podcasts about money, but there weren't, if there were podcasts uh, targeting or not, that sounds so terrible, <laughs> Pod, podcasts for women and money. It was very, very few in between. So I decided to start Her Money Matters. As I, as time went on, one of the things that is really important to me is just to keep it real, be me. I'm really keen on just being me. I'm goofy. I'm silly. I mispronounce words. It, it, sometimes se me sale el español cuando estoy hablando en inglés sin, sin que me dé cuenta. And so I realized that I was always talking about my culture, being Colombiana, being Latina. And as, as time went on also, I realized, wait a minute. Okay, so as a community, Latinas, we have the largest gender wage gap. No one is talking to Latinas at that time. So this was back 2017-ish when I was looking at the, you know, at the space of podcasts. So then there was a lot of podcasts about with, about money, money podcasts. There was a lot of podcasts for women and money. And I'm thinking, no one is talking to us. And here I am as a Latina. I'm always talking about being Latina, but I'm not talking to us. And I, and something that we experience is we tend to really pay attention to people we relate to. And so I wanted to create that. So that's when I shifted a uh, little by little to her Dinero Matters, because it was really, real important for me to be able to one, teach culturally, culturally relevant material in a way that Latinas can relate uh, to feature Latinas, because there, you know, Things have changed, but you know there's that stereotype of what a Latina does and what jobs she may or may not have. I wanted to change that because there are so many Latinas that are with so many talents. So though you know, that was a part of what I want to bring on was yes, talk about finance, teach financial literacy to Latinos, feature all sorts of Latinas that have so much talent because I want the listener to know that yes. Let's let's talk about money and learn finance, but there's other people that may have been where you are right now so they can relate for inspiration as well. Yes, absolutely. For 
What are the most common misconceptions people have around money, managing their finances? I think the most common misconceptions are that you have to know all these things about money. <laughs> like you have to know from A to Z, right? Like if you don't know from A to Z, and, and maybe that's an exaggeration, but I feel like people are waiting to have enough knowledge to take the action that they need. Yes. Where we just need to take a little bit of that knowledge be confident about that knowledge that we have and take that whether that small step or two steps forward with that knowledge and and make progress. You don't want to wait. And that's what people are doing is they're waiting because they're like, well, I don't know enough about this. Let's soak up more information. No, <laughs> you know enough, do something now. A little progress is better than nothing. So I think that's the bit, you know, one of the bigger misconceptions. And I mean, there's different ones, but um, another uh, misconception I think is that talking money, like when talking money to your spouse, where we think it's so, where it feels so tense that it has to be about the bills. It has to be about the debt. It has to be about all these things, you know, tied to bills and debt. Uh, but it doesn't have to be that way. It can be an easier conversation where it can be about your upbringing. You can get to know your partner and their upbringing and have a better appreciation as to why they may be a frugal person or why they may be a spender. Uh, so I think those are some common misconceptions. Of course, there's more, but those are the top two. Yes. So for someone who might be new to the realm of financial literacy, what are three essential pieces of advice you give? To start off with, if you're new, uh, you need to know your money in and out in terms of what money you have coming in, your income. And people tend to know that. <laughs> so if I were to in a classroom of people ask, how much money you well, how much money comes in? People tend to know that. But when you ask this question of, okay, how much did you spend? You know, they're second guessing themselves. Well, probably all of it, or I have nothing left over, but they don't know where it went. So it's really important to have an understanding of the money coming in, the money going out. You also want to have a you have to know what kind of, you have to experiment with tools. So by tools, I mean, whether it's a spreadsheet for a budget, uh, whether if it's an app for, you know, managing your money, you need to experiment on with those tools to see what's going to work for you and what you're going to be more, the most consistent with. Because some, I love uh, spreadsheets. I'm a spreadsheet gal in and out. <laughs> and hopefully I said spreadsheet. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> you did fine. <laughs> because I'm like, wait a minute. And so I'm definitely, I, I love spreadsheets, but some people are afraid of spreadsheets and that's okay. So you have to find that tool that you're going to be consistent with. What is that? Is it going to be? Keep it simple. Is It could be just a notebook. It could be an app. It could be a spreadsheet. What is that going to be for you? And then number three, you need to, once you have once you have a clarity around your money, so the money going in, coming in, and the money going out, and you have experiment experimented with some tools to manage your money, you want to implement 
a system meaning what with meaning essentially when i say when i say implement a system i'm saying implementing your budget taking that budget from the spreadsheet or the notebook uh, or the app and put it in into action and so how do you you know how do you do that is it how is it an app or that where you can have a savings account where it clearly states this amount of money is for travel, this amount of money is for the, I don't know, car purchase, whatever it is, or are you going to have separate accounts? So what is that system going to look like for you? So you have to have clarity, you need to have the tools that you're going to be consistent with, and you have to um, be clear on what your system looks like, which is different for, you know, can be slightly different for everyone. I love those three pieces of advice. I literally preach that all the time (laughs) to hear that you're like, literally like we're on the same page with what it needs to be done. And I know sometimes I I know like a couple episodes ago, I talked about consistency and what needs to be done. And it's like, this is exactly the same formula. And so it's like, you know, you don't reinvent the wheel. You might have to adjust it a little bit to what works for you. But essentially, the steps are the same. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it's like you just have to find what what system works for you. And everybody's different. And everybody's brains work differently. And so I'm so glad that that was like so good. So, so good. Um, I know you have an upcoming event. So I want to ask you about it. Tell us uh, all the details and what inspired you to create this particular event. So the event is called Financially Strong Latina. And really what inspired me is that before 2020, (laughs) before 2020, I had been looking at, I want to have an event, not a huge conference, but just a gathering uh, of people, you know, of women, of people just to talk about finances. So I actually had an event planner. I had a venue. I had a date scheduled for September. I don't remember the exact date, but September, 2020. And so things were moving. You know, I was already in talks for, with potential sponsors. Things were moving. And of course, we don't have to reiterate what happened in 2020. And 2021 came and I was like, I still want to do an event. Obviously, it's not going to be in person, but I already had this, you know, vision of what I wanted to do. I wanted to implement it. And I was fortunate enough in having being in talks with, because I was already in talks with different people for for potential sponsors, I secured a sponsor and then we decided to do this virtually because at that time, that was really the the only option. And so that's really what, you know, inspired. I wanted to, always wanted to have an event. I still want to have the event in person when it will happen, probably in the next two years, probably not this next year, Uh, but uh, that's what inspired it. I've been thinking about that since before before the pandemic awesome so how does this event differ from other financial literacy spaces so it's not a full fledged conference it's been virtual as i mentioned 
And really how it differs is we bring Latinos. We we bring in Latino money experts, or sometimes they're not necessarily money experts, but uh, they provide some inspiration. And because uh, we want people to relate to that person. We want to be able to, people to learn from that person. And just the response has been so just rewarding because you just, you don't necessarily necessarily see an event for Latinas about money. And when you're talking about becoming financially strong and hitting different topics that we hear in our community, it really resonates and it makes a difference. And there was a woman who she shared, I don't know, in the past six months, she shared with me that she came to Financially Strong Latina last last year, 2022. And she said she came with nothing, meaning she basically had her checking account. She didn't have a savings account. She hadn't started investing. She hadn't started any of that. Uh, and uh, she came to Financially Strong Latina, which is free. It's not intended to teach the A to Z finances, but it's intended to give you a push in certain topics. And be, as a result of the event, she started investing. She has started, you know, putting money in a high yield savings. She, these different things. So that is the testament of financially strong Latina, that even if maybe you haven't even gotten started or are just at the beginnings, you're going to make some progress just from being there and just, and just the energy of people that are attending, even online, you feel it. (laughs) I love it's it's that. not the same in person, but even online, you feel it because the excitement and people are like, oh my gosh, these are my people. Uh, so it's a beautiful thing to witness. It is. And it's also really important to relate, right? What topics or key issues will you be covering at this event? So we're going to be talking uh, about money wounds. We have Linda Garcia, uh, who was a well-known author. And so she's going to be talking about money wounds and her personal story. We're going to be talking about budgeting, but just in a different, there's, even though every year we've talked a little bit about budgeting, there's always something different every year, a little different take. So we'll talk about budgeting and just simplifying budgeting and being able to establish uh, taking care of yourself plan with that budget, right? Being able to plan to take, you know, do some self-care. We talk about mental health in terms of uh, debt, because having a lot of people that have a lot of debt, it impacts a mental health. How do you navigate that situation? We talk about investing. Uh, In an investing, we have a certified financial planner who is a Latino. (laughs) So, uh, he's uh, he talks about he's talking twice about investing, but in different in re- different realms. Because what we did this year was different this year is we created two different money tracks, if you will. One is focused on about the personal finances, and one is focused on more about earning money. Because we're in a day and age where, with uh, the inflation and everything, we may need to have a side hustle. We may just need to earn, earn more and. And that's that's okay. So when you earn more, you want to be strategic because you don't want to put those extra hours and work so hard and all of a sudden the money disappears again, right? You want to be strategic with the money. So how do you how do you manage? So we have a bookkeeper as well uh, to talk up to us about that. Uh, and really, how do you 
how do you take care of that money? What do you need to do? What do you need to think about, cons- you know, consider in terms of taxes and, and things of that sort? So we have those different conversations uh, as well. I love this that. Really I exciting. love that you have the two different tracks um, because there is two different sides of the equation when it comes yes. to me, right? It's how much is coming in and how much you can maybe even trim. And when you have those two that are working in your favor, that's when you really see a whole lot of magic happen. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. And how can people sign up to your event? It's simple. You just go to financiallystronglatina.com and there's register buttons probably multiple times on that page. It is free. And so um, definitely grab your seat. It's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to be actually, even though we're going to be live streaming one night, we're going to be dripping different content throughout the month. Uh, Every participant uh, or attendee is going to have a workbook. Uh, and there's going to be opportunity to win prizes if you fill out the workbook. So it's just going to be a lot of fun throughout the month of November. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Jen, for coming on and sharing about this. Um, I It was really, really great talking to you. Well, thank you for your support, Maida, and for doing this podcast because we need more and more Latinas talking about money. So I'm so glad that you're podcasting and thank you for having me and supporting and supporting me. Of course. Thank you so much. And um, I'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to Debt Free Latina. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can take Myra with you on your journey to become debt free as you build financial wealth. Looking for more? Follow Myra on Instagram at DebtFree.Latina, Facebook at DebtFreeLatina, and online at DebtFreeLatina.com.